What's up, guys? Welcome back to the second episode of The Intern Office. Thanks for listening. First of all, I want to say thank you all for the overwhelming response we had with the first episode. We had almost 100 listeners in other countries and all over the country. Yes. So but then we yes. had one lone listener in Belgium. That's right. You know, I feel like posers, guys. The intern office is gone. The actual office. But more than ever, we as a people are the intern office. Our, uh, our intern office, we don't have like a lot of media offices. So um, our intern office got... Uh, repurposed but also we never really used it let's be honest there was a dub carson carson did loved it. carson did because he lives here but um yeah we got it was a good exchange though because we got robert now yeah i well, take Robbie, i take that I'd captain birch captain so how's y'all's life been what have y'all been up to seth i can go first i guess um still kind of same thing school and work and <laughs> hanging in there and hanging out um, school's starting to kind of like pick up a bit because it was like for my classes, it was like the introduction, like, Hey, this is what we're doing in the classes. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, we're actually starting to do like projects and like hustle and get stuff done. And I'm, cool. I'm having a lot of fun with it, but it's also just kind of a lot of work. Yeah. So it's good overall. Just, just good. Yeah. It's really good. Cool. But, um, I feel like it's going to get really stressful quick. So yeah. I'm preparing for that. Life tends to be stressful for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy how that works. It's that almost like it like matters or something. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of... Oh, I'm so excited to play for alumni band. That is one oh, yeah. thing I'm very excited about for our um, uh, chapel services at our at the academy. I'm excited to play for... Uh, the Discipleship Days alumni band. Yeah, just just for context for anybody who doesn't know what that is. Um, so we do chapels every Thursday, and then one week out of the year, um, we've changed the name multiple times. It used to be Spiritual Emphasis, but then we were like, well, we should probably always emphasize <laughs> that. So they changed it to Discipleship Days. Um, but basically, we take extra time out of the week, and we have chapels multiple or. Er, I forget they. I forget how they do it. I think it's like one chapel service every day, and then the yeah, last. Yeah, it day, is. A, it is a chapel yeah. service every day. Yeah. yeah, and then the last day they bring in um, a ton of alumni, which is really cool because a lot of them are worship leaders at churches local, yeah, or churches far, and they come in and lead worship all together, and it's really really cool, in my opinion. Very awesome. Yeah. Sadly, I was not asked. Yeah, Carson's yeah. a bit bitter. We're, we're two um, for three on intern office alumni yeah. players, but, you know. I'm playing for the high school band. I got demoted back to high Ooh. school. I'm playing for middle school. So. I'm playing for that, too. I'm playing for middle school yeah. and high school. Let's go. But We're just all over the place. Maybe next year I'll get, I'll get to be in the alumni band. I hope yeah, so. Well, I, I wasn't fresh out the gate. Uh, you have to earn your alumni status. Apparently. Unless you're me. Well, yeah, unless you're Corey. Because yeah, nobody plays bass. Nobody plays bass, and... I got guitar lessons with the guy who schedules it, so he was like, "Come on, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." So, what you been up to, Corey? Well, um, I am at my internship still. Obviously, I'll be there through August. If I didn't say that in episode one, but um, in and not internship here at Grace, internship at Interstate Mechanical, and um, let me think. I'm trying to think of, like something recent that's happened. 
I have been in some really cool meetings, which is an odd statement. Almost sounds like a uh, false statement, you know, cool meetings. But uh, <laughs> An oxymoron. Right that's there. the word I was looking yeah. for. I was trying to look for it, and then I couldn't find it. I didn't want to sit here and pause. Oxymoron. Um, but really enjoyable. Um, some of these meetings, you know, meeting, talking through the scope of some new projects we're, we're getting ready to start, talking about some end dates we need to hit. Pretty interesting stuff just because you get to see – um, the fruition of your work. Construction is really cool in the sense that you get instant gratification on your work. Yeah, you just like plan something and you just go and do it. Yeah, know? like at one point I wanted to get into research and then, oh my gosh, I mean, you spend 10 years and you may never hit a breakthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where construction is like, hey, this week we're putting in the hot water piping. All right, go. And then go you see... It people putting in the hot water piping and then at the end of it you have your whole hot water line that you can look at and be like hey we did this so that's super cool it's super cool to see that instant gratification kind of but yeah just some some, i don't know pretty standard pretty standard stuff just enjoying my life right now man that's sick yeah it's been super cool it's definitely been busy here at the old intern office um just been doing a lot of stuff here at the church and school like as i said i'm playing for the high school and so they have a ton of services. I'm playing for all three of theirs or four of theirs. And then I'm playing for some middle school stuff. So it's been super busy practicing for that and being in all those classes, but been learning a ton as far as the media side goes, which is super cool. Yeah. Been able to play a lot. Um, and then tonight, all the boys are coming over. We're going to have oh, a little yeah. get together yes. for the Super Bowl. So I'm super pumped super for that. Super Bowl party. Just to uh, watch the Super Bowl and hopefully watch the Chiefs lose, even though we all said. Dead Super's going to win the Super Bowl, but hopefully they lose because... Bang, bang, Niner gang. Bang, bang, Niner gang, dude. We don't like Taylor Swift. But, yeah, um, yeah, uh, it's been cool. Uh, Fun life. Uh, Robert, he's the new media technician, I think is his title. Is that? Sure, I don't don't know. know. He's super cool, and we're uh, super pumped to have him here. He just got here, like, this week, Literally last week. Yeah. Or was it Monday? I don't know. That's From Mobile, Alabama. Mobile. All the way down. And Bama. like this is crazy. I was thinking about like, bro just like moved like this he has not been to Tennessee. Life here. It's you crazy. Know? Like he's just like here now. And it's That's just what's like crazy about moving for we're jobs. Like, you just you just leave. Yeah. Bye. You just we're, and I, we were like, yeah, let's go to like Senor over on Oak Ridge Highway. And he was like, What is that? What? And <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he, oh wait, we have to like We got indoctrinated. Yeah, yeah. He's about it's, to drive cool, to the though. Boondocks hit country of Halls tonight. So Ooh. yeah, they're they're he out might, here with their spoons. He might and the get lost out in there. Ding, 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 yeah, <laughs> right here in East Tennessee country. Yeah, yes. Well, guys, there's been a burning question for me in my mind this past week, dude. <laughs> lay it on me right now. What is it? If you were to be stuck on a desert island, <laughs> what three I- items would you bring on that island, and why? No helicopter, no gasoline for yeah, your yeah. helicopter. Shut <laughs> no up. None helicopter. of that. Nothing. <laughs> no escaping. No, items. no escaping. You know, you're stuck. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're stuck. You're on there till death. Yeah. It depends. Your items will depend how Wait, long so there's you no alive. chance of like getting no, rescued? You were there. You're there for it. How about ever. this? You can bring tools to craft a 
device to leave. You okay. can't just be like, I'll take a boat, please. So there's oh, Right, right. I'll but take a plane. You can't escape yourself, but no, you can be this, like... This island is 100 miles away from any other land. Yeah, but you could hope You're, for like a, a plane or a boat. Yeah, you could get like a flare, a flare gun okay, and okay, shoot okay. it up when you see a plane or something. Yeah, but... I mean... Yeah, don't be lame. Talk about a don't loser. I'll... I can go first. I thought about this. So there's, the there's one right answer, by the way, for at least one of these items, and you better say it. Um, number one, the Bible. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If you don't bring the Bible, dude, what are you doing? Here's the thing. I know that I am just um, an outdoor hoss, and I can survive hoss. completely on my own, no tools required. So <laughs> I have no worry about survivability at all. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll. I'll smoke down. I'll smoke signal a boat or a plane or something. That that's my only ch- hope of getting off the island. Yeah. But the thing I thought about is like, man, I'm gonna be so bored on the island. Like I'm gonna have so much free time. Solar charger and a phone. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so I can doom scroll. And, and a hotspot. Yeah. I gotta get on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> that's wild. No. I'm gonna be so bored. What am I gonna do for my free time? And I was like, man, what happens if? Okay. Hear me out. Okay. I'm hearing you. Practice pad. <laughs> that's the lamest a answer pair, I've ever heard of my Okay, life. that's item number one, practice pad. Item number two, a pair of Vic Firth uh, f- Extreme 5A's wood tip drumsticks. Okay. That is so specific. Okay, number three item is some sort of solar-powered metronome. Dude, you are You're dead. such a nerd. You're and dead within what? three days. And Why guess do you what? need a solar-powered one? You could just get one of like the physical ones. Oh yeah, I guess there How are. How are you going to drink water? Okay, physical metronome. You uh, can't drink the salt water. Uh yeah, you're just going to die. Okay, anyway. How are you going to boil it? What are you going to boil it in? Uh the bowl that I made from uh the wood that I How did you really get it? Crashed. How are you, you going to cut it? How you, you guys are lame. It? You guys don't even let me You're going to die. You're dead. I already prefaced that I'm just in a survival hoss and I'm going <laughs> to survivability <laughs> is out of the question cuz I'm actually him, okay? Okay. I'm going to survive. That's not the po- the most important part. Sure. I spend every second of like obviously the time that I'm not like surviving and stuff all the luxury time i get <laughs> luxury time. i am <laughs> dude i am grinding out every rudiment and i my stick speed is going to be world record level finally play double time by swing the time, yeah. by the time i leave the island Andrew i will be Neiman. the greatest drummer in the world and because like you know i want to get better so what better time to like do that when, when you're on life a desert is on the line yeah mm. why that's carson can you just Fix this guy's answers. Okay, here we go. So item number one is a multi-tool. Like a letterman. Just sure. classic multi-tool. Lame, lame. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I want to survive. Good Seth. answer. Good answer. So you got your knife, you got your pliers, all the cool things Family on that feud. thing. Good answer. Good okay. answer. Okay, number two is a pot. Because when the pot, you can boil your water, so you can have water, okay. right? You can cook your food. You're right, there's your pot. Yeah. Item number three is a fishing net. Fishing. I like the fishing net as opposed fishing to fishing net. pole. Yeah. I mean, fishing net is probably better than fishing pole, cheating. but fishing pole is cooler. It's cool, but have fun when you're just dead. Okay. I will. <laughs> I will. Okay. See, game, see I have I have mm. so much scripture memorized, I'm just going to yeah, go yeah. back on it. <laughs> yeah, all of John 3.16, Romans 8.28, <laughs> Jeremiah 29.11. Hey, hey, oh, what about Ephesians chapter 1? Oh, yeah. Uh, predestined, predestined. We're all predestined. Yeah. That's a deep dive for another day. God. 
gosh. So right. well, I'm surviving. I already know Seth's dead within an hour. I Seth is dead within an hour. You're dead within. You guys uh, are. You guys are days. On, I'm surviving. I am. I'm thriving, surviving on this island. Okay. You're not seeing my side. Well, let me go ahead and tell you. Item number one is gonna be like probably like a six inch long knife. Cause I was thinking multi tool, but I want a big. The decent sized blade where I can tape it on the end of a stick, make a spear like item, and also like really chop with what some tape? wood. What tape, bro? You get like fibers and tie it on. I mean, you don't like tape it. I'm not gonna like get out my roll of tape. Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. Some multi tools have big knives on them. How big of a multi tool are you getting? This I'm talking like granddaddy. I'm multi-tool. thinking like Swiss Army in my head. No, I'm thinking like you go on Amazon, you Google rugged. Mainly multi tool. You have like an okay. eight inch blade. Rugged you Google rug. What? That's what I'm bringing with me. Okay, fine. Then I'll the- bring the the rugged big man multi tool. Because <laughs> apparently they just make these machete style multi tools. Do you want to see it? No, I don't. Okay. Well, this right. is a heated episode. Here, this is a here, heated- here, here, here. I'll take Carson's cheater. It's Cheater. got it's, it's got it's an item. It's got a saw. It's got a eight inch blade. <laughs> it's got a lawnmower. Yeah, how much is those an item? Lawnmower. Like, what classifies as one item? I don't know. You know? you know what? I'm taking that thing as item number one. Item number two, <laughs> um, probably a fat, just massive thing of flint to start fires with. Because nice. you can just nice. start fires. With and my then, multi tool, I'm gonna dig and find my own flint. <laughs> uh-huh. your own flint on the uh-huh. desert island uh-huh and then last item i don't know i I can't really think of last item i don't even want it i'll take a bible please dude nice well all you have to do to find flint is esv version by the way esv study bible just to be clear <laughs> the correct version of the bible. version that's most accurate to the prior <laughs> yeah. translations wow, wow. well i think we settled it i'm gonna survive and Corey and seth will be dead hello Okay, don't you guys know all you have to do is punch down wood, make it into planks, make a crafting this table. This is an arc. Hold on, hold on, Carson. Just so you know, at least when I die, I will live longer than you. Okay, sure. When I die, I'll die knowing I've got God's word with me. Mm. It's in my heart. Store it up. Yeah. Okay. What's uh um what's First Kings three twenty five? Don't know. You know what I could do? That's what I could no, look that's it up. Verse. It I could look it know. up. That's what it is. I could, if see, I'm thinking like how how much Old Testament you have memorized? Go ahead and tell me all the the, the Levitical law, please. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that's right. You know what I can do? I can look it up in my Bible. Okay. So I'm good winning. for you, dude. I'm winning. Good for you, but I'm going to be the greatest drummer of all time after I get after. <laughs> we can see where our priorities lie. You know, Carson, all he cares about is living on this earth. Right, Seth. All he wants to do is be the best drummer. Me yep. personally, you know, I care about things beyond this earth. That's wild. <laughs> you okay, are okay, okay, right okay. That's a joke. Let's talk about music. No, okay. Don't we, we all like music? Don't we? Eh, I mean, it's okay. I dabble. What have y'all been listening to? Mm, uh, right now, recently. Yeah, this past week. Hmm. What's been like on repeat the past week? Well, so we mentioned we're playing with the alumni band. I have my answer. Well, sorry, you can go ahead. Um, don't. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't listen. even talking. You know, that's fine. This is. I don't really want to elaborate because it's embarrassing. <laughs> okay. This is like my extremely, extremely guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. 
Sure. Um, I've been listening to Owl City a lot. Is that Fireflies? <sighs> yeah, it's the band who makes Fireflies, but they also like all their all their songs sound the same, and I think ninety percent of it is nostalgia. Corey, if you would, if you were to listen, actually, probably Carson too. You guys would hate it. Well, you sent it to me, and I was gonna listen, and I was like, mm, "Well, dude, nah. no, everything you you everything Corey doesn't like about music, they like are <laughs> synths, and like they have like synths in every song. I know like you don't like synths. Like, well, no, like cringy, like dubstepy, like, like soft rock, John Mayer's full no, synths. No, no, what? Oh, that's that's a totally different, different kind of thing. That's like a pad. It's eighty cents. Okay, last train home is Lydia synth. Keep crying. Different. We're talking 2007 kidding. here, okay? This is not yeah, 2020. Yeah, yeah, This is not, one. like, cool. This We're is... talking pure, like, internet, early internet, like, cringe, emo. Nyan Cat. It's pronounced Nyan. Thank you very much. <laughs> sorry. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. So Al sorry. City? Yeah, that's it. I don't want to say anything else. Okay. Hey, he's a Christian, I think. Is it is it a guy or a band? It's a dude. It's one guy. Oh, um, but he city. he does have a few songs that are, um, well, you know, we talked about this, but he doesn't specifically reference God. But it's like the lyrics are like, "Hey, that's a Christian song." Nice. So he is a believer. I'm that's cool. pretty sure. Very cool. So, well, for me, I've been listening as a very recent to a uh, the alumni band setlist because I want to. Like, you know, be good at it. Yeah, I need. And to also, I find it better in the moment, easier to worship whenever I have listened to the songs a lot prior. Amen. Even, Say it even, louder. Even just listening, like practice, obviously, but listening also adds to the. I know the lyrics. I don't need to stare at the lyric screen yeah. or stare at my iPad with chords. One hundred percent true. I can just like focus on what I'm saying and being in the moment. I don't yes. know. I agree with, with so that. So I've listening to that and some country still. but That's cool. You listen to my playlist that I made you at all yet? Yeah, I did actually. I mean, I don't think I've listened to the whole thing because it's like an hour yeah. or something Any long. songs stick out to you that you've liked? Oh, gosh. Um, There's a few in there I think you would, I really think you would enjoy. There was some near the beginning that I liked, but I don't remember the names or who it was by. I just remember they were good. But, yeah. I mean... I was a couple days ago. That's cool. Um, so me, I've been listening to a band. They're a pretty small band uh, from Mobile, uh, Working Hour. I don't know Shut if any of y'all, either of y'all have heard. I know yeah. Seth has heard of them a little well, bit. Well, I'm friends with old Matt Cleveland, who went to Mobile as well. Yeah. He um, he knows those guys. And yeah, I know TJ. I've met him. He came and played guitar here. So I've been listening to them. Super good music, like very talented instrumentalist. Both of them sing, and TJ plays guitar. And I'm not really sure what the other guy does besides sing. <laughs> I don't know what he does. He's I don't just know him. For the ride. I know TJ though. Um, well, he probably doesn't remember me, but I remember him. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to them a lot, and then like I've been in a big like pop thing this week. I've listened to a lot of pop stuff. So, Working Hour. Uh, I got lead, him on the Band Camino. Bruno train. Mars, the Band Camino. I've been listening to a lot of that stuff this week. It's been super cool. It's kind of a break from what I normally listen to. Yeah, but uh, all right, guys. This is something I'd say there's going to be a few common occurrences on this, but mm. top five albums, personal, not necessarily yeah, objective. Yeah. All I was going to say not like 
Because that's one thing that I had to think about was I'm not saying what are the best five albums of all time because you could look up top five it's selling. top favorite albums. Yeah, top, top five best. selling albums. It's my top five. You think I listen to good music? <laughs> no. For real. I don't. All right. And uh, speaking of not good music, uh, number one, Trench, 21 Pilots. Okay, I'll, I'll hear – I'll say this. And I know you guys have John Mayer, but like – I could have put Twenty One Pilots for every single one of these, but I held my I held my uh, inner emo fangirl a little bit. Okay, yeah, but only three of them are Twenty One Pilots Holy albums. Crap. <laughs> okay, three. Um, I yeah. No, I mean keep going. But uh, number one. Well, I guess I don't really know if this is in any order. It kind of is. So you didn't rank them. Uh, they're kind of ranked. We'll say they're ranked. How do you kind of rank? I don't know. Are they ranked or not? Sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, number one, we got Trench by 21 Pilots. Fantastic. Um, Storyline-based album. Uh, just incredible. Has my favorite song on it. What song? The Hype <laughs> is my favorite song of all time. Mm, yeah. So, Number two, we got Vessel by 21 Pilots also. <laughs> Never um, heard of it. That's... Also, really good, and it's oh, they're okay. like, uh, it's a very like, it's like their album. Like if you were to listen to Twenty One Pilots, like they it encapsulates them as a band. I think very well. Number three, I decided, you know what? Let's get off this uh, cringe emo train. All right, let's let's real let's let's get some diversity in here uh-huh. and uh, put on Malibu Nights by Laney. Mm, okay, never heard it. Yeah, I've heard of it. Never it's heard it. it's really good. It's a good. It's a very good breakup album. If you got a breakup and you want to cry to some sad songs, go ahead and listen to that. <laughs> you, but, know uh, you need to tell us that. No. <laughs> Top three, number three. It's your just breakup really good. album. I just well, the sonic. Are you okay? The sonic, the soundscape of that album. The sounds are so good. I also just like Lady as a whole, but yeah, I'm just trolling. Um, Yanking your chain. Number four. I had to put some rush in there. Moving pictures. Banger after banger. YYZ. Tom Sawyer. Red Barchetta. I know Tom Sawyer. Just some solid tracks on that album. Nostalgic. Cool. All that. Number five. Slinging it right back to 21 Pilots. We got the MTV Unplugged album that they did live. Hey, I've actually listened to that one. Yeah, to that so too. is Carson, and it's actually, I love it so that's, much. That's one of their albums that I can listen to and not cringe and die inside. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not not fully cringe and die inside. Only, yeah, only a, a little hater, bit. But that's okay. It wasn't I bad. Still love I enjoyed it. See, that's, Thanks, how I said, that's how I feel. It's like, it's not bad. I love it. I love it so much because they, they take all of this. Like they, don't just, they don't just cover their songs. They put so much of a new spin on each one, and yeah. it's all live. And, and the video goes with it so well. Very impressive stuff. Yeah, that's that's it, though. I'm a fangirl. I'm that's sorry. Your, that's your top five? That's yeah. okay. You can be a fangirl. I'm a fan boy. I mean, you know, I I know what I am. I'm but. a fan man. Yeah. All right. Dang it. So let me put you on some albums. All right. Number one, Continuum by John Mayer. That's I feel like a, it's definitely really me and Corey's. Continuum on uh, both. I would say that's a top five album of all time, not just subjectively. Has Whoa. some. Yes. 
his all these boomers about to be raging at you. No. The Beatles own all five of the top five. <laughs> okay, the okay. Beatles are the, the best Beatles. band ever. No, like all of his pretty much best songs besides like Neon that like people know is on Continuum. Yeah, you have Slow Dancing in a Burning Room, Gravity. Just they automatically would classify <laughs> banger after banger. There's b- the boldest love cover is better than oh, Jimi Hendrix's mm-hmm. version in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I love Jimi Hendrix, but his version is better. Like, there's so many songs in this album, just incredible. Like, there is not a skippable song in that album, in my opinion. No, I mean I agree. I mean, if, That's if, just... if you don't agree, you're wrong. But yeah. in my opinion, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then number two, an evening with Silk Sonic. Number two. Oh. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two is evening, crazy. I and these are ranked, right? Yes. Okay. I love Bruno Mars and I love Silk Sonic, and so the album. At least once or twice a year is on repeat for like three weeks. Oh. This is the whole album, and it always happens every year. Usually when it gets cold, and then when it gets hot, it happens. And so right when the seasons <laughs> what? change, it's a temperature. Right yeah, when the like, seasons okay. change, it's so weird. It's just a really weird like when it gets cold, cold, and when it gets hey, hot. Man. I get it. It's a thing. And I get so, it. I always listen to it all the time. Just banger after banger has some odd songs, definitely, but some interesting yeah. uh, content. It's got some. I love the Some album. And, and it sounds and just so from the production, good. Point, oh it my sounds gosh. incredible. Anderson Pack's drums. Oh my god! I don't even know don't what. Even get, don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started. Blessed by something. <laughs> I don't even know. And he sings dude. incredible. That is crazy that he sings. As and well. just such an incredibly produced album. So like it's up there because of I love the songs and I also love how it's produced. Hmm. Number three, Room for Squares by John Mayer. Oh, I, I tried to not put that in there, even I though it's sh- mine should have been in there. But I had not. to put room for squares in there. I was like thinking through, so and good. I'll have some honorable mentions at the end, but I couldn't <laughs> put it over any of these other albums that I were going to have in there. And yeah. so, Neon City Love's my favorite song on there. I love really? City Love. I love City Love, but favorite song? Not City favorite Love's John Mayer right. song. From no, 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 song on, on that, that album. Yes. Dang. I love City Love. It's the guitar solo. Oh, yeah. So good. All right. Number four. Y'all are going to cringe after this one. Wait, Uh-oh. wait, wait. No, never mind. Sorry. One Sorry. thing at a time. Morgan Wallen. Okay. Uh, I'm not cringing. Never heard of it. Sorry. Because so, I don't listen. Does it have so. Need a Boat on it? No, that's dangerous. Well, I just only like that song. Need a Boat is incredible. That's but like his only song I know that I like. One Thing at a Time is one of those albums that I can put on at any time and enjoy it. Like, yeah, there's a few incredible that. songs, but a lot of the songs are like, these are okay, but there's some songs that are super good. Nice. And so I really enjoy the album, can always play. It's a really, really long album, so it's like almost like a just a playlist. Yeah. And each song, a lot of the songs kind of have different. So he has the more poppy new country on there, but he also has some like older chill, just guitar country stuff, which mm-hmm. is super cool. And so it's like listening to a playlist. <clears throat> huh. So I think it's cool. Number five, there's a two-way tie. Purgatory by Tyler Childers. Whoa. And Pioneer by Corey Asbury. Purgatory is a crazy album name. Purgatory is an incredible album. I Tyler Childers. I'm not here to I have not heard of any of these. Yeah, I haven't heard of either of those. Appalachian Country, super good. Fiddles, banjos, Dollywood music. It's Dollywood music. Yeah, I've heard of Tyler Childers, but I haven't heard of like that. Album. So good. And then Pioneer is a Corey Asbury. I think we all know who Corey Asbury is. So it's like He's the worship dude, no, yeah, reckless love yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, it's kind of it's a worship album, but not directly a worship album, kind of like we were talking about last week. 
Hmm. There's definitely some worship songs as far as Christian songs like honoring God in that, but a lot of them are honoring God in different ways. And so not necessarily talking about like the Lord, but talking about life. And so like there were some songs that wrecked me that were like just from like a wondering person's point of view, like wondering where God is in a situation. Hmm. It's like it was super, super cool listening to that. Nice. And then I was going to add an honorable mention. No, I'm going to do it. California Cowboy by Forrest Frank. Don't know it. Yeah, Forrest I love guy. Forrest Frank, but he doesn't have that one album that just sticks out to me like crazy. He really He's, well. He, doesn't he release like a lot of EPs, a lot a of lot, singles, and a lot yeah, of EPs. a lot of singles and EPs. And I so don't get that. my favorite Frank album is a is a worship album as far as like Christian music. And so I just didn't want to put that in there because we're going to save that for a later date. I was going to say, I thought this was non-worship. So, so that's why I didn't, but California Cowboy is not. Oh, okay. And so it's it's good. It has no longer bound in it, which is probably his most popular song. But I really enjoy it, but there's skippable songs, and I really just didn't listen to it at once. But yeah. I, there's some really good songs in that album. This one included because I'm a big Forrest Frank fan. All right. Fair enough. Come on, Corey. Send me some heat. Um, So number one, Continuum. Okay. Duh continuum um carson already talked about it great album number two the stranger billy joel not a skippable song and for people who know me listen i've had my phases my first phase was michael jackson my second phase was billy joel my third phase is john mayer yeah michael jackson phase it it was before we were really close okay it was like probably freshman sophomore year of high school i could see that though even even eighth grade i could see that number three Thriller, hence the Michael Jackson phase. Let's go. Um, I which I, put, I didn't mention this, some some tracks on The Stranger. I skipped past it. Let me go back. I almost put Thriller on mine. Really? Yeah, so well, Thriller's got PYT, Billie Jean, Beat It, Baby Be Mine. Just like Want to be starting something. Hits, yeah, it's the literally, hits. it might as well just be a greatest hits album, but yeah. it's just an album he released, which is crazy. Then you got The Stranger that is back at number two. I forgot to mention some songs on that. So you got Moving Out, fantastic song. Then there's the title song, The Stranger, great song. Um, Just the Way You Are is probably one of the most popular ones with the crazy saxophone in it. Yeah. And then um, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, holy crap, such a good song. I have maybe listened to two Billy Joel songs. In my whole life, I went. Well, Get right with I the went Lord, through. Carson. Oh, wow! <laughs> I was there for Corey's Billy. Well, it never the ended. The, yeah, I was there. The I just the Billy didn't Joel care. I didn't phase, listen to and it, and it kind of infected me. I listened to. I like him. I like him. It's cool. All, a lot of his songs are huge storytelling songs. So, like John, about stories, where man. John Mayer, is, I feel like, is more of like speaking on emotions or like personal ideas stuff, ideas. Yeah, Billy Joel is very much storytelling, but. Anyway, you got Vienna, Only the Good Die Young. That's some songs on there. Number yeah. four, um, Breakfast by Lawrence. I almost put that on mine, too. Fantastic Incredible. album. Alibi. Um, I love Alibi. Alibi, that's one of your favorite Misty ones? Morning. Misty Morning. Misty Morning. Misty Morning is great. Do You Want to Do Nothing With that, Me? That's my favorite Fantastic. song Fantastic. Me and You. Baby, it's me and you. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Wash Away. Oh, Wash Away is incredible. And then they also have Breakfast Unscrambled, which is an acoustic session. So good. And such a clever title, too, Unscrambled. I thought that yeah, was funny. That's cool. And then number five, this would have been number one if it wasn't a live album, but I felt like it was cheating. It's Where, where the, the Light, light is. is. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I almost, I was this close. It's Where the Light is by John Mayer. In, you have the acoustic set. You have the blues it's just set. It's just continuum good. better. 
yeah. but it's live, so I didn't count it. But it's live, but the musicianship on that album oh. is unreal. Un- I guess the, the John Mayer Trio album that's studio produced, so you listen to it. Yeah. So it's just like it's crazy that John Mayer plays these lead lines and sings at the same time. Oh my gosh, I've tried. It's insane. I can't even play the lead lines, but even playing like a rhythm part and singing, I'm it's just insane. like, insane. What are we doing? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So I mean. There's too many songs in there to even mention, but there's an acoustic set at the beginning. Then they go backstage, change in the suits, and do a trio blues set. Then they go backstage and come out with the most massive big band, two drummers, horns, keys, organ, just everything. Incredible. And then they do all of his like hits, pop stuff, and it was so good. It is so good. But yeah, that's mine. If it's got gravity in it, it's already in my top five. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. Well, I guess moving on, um, let's hit the deep dive today. So we've got something pretty pretty interesting that might need some explanation, but we're calling it Culture in the Church versus Church in the Culture. So episode one, we talked about Can Secular Music Honor the Lord? More, the real title was Worship Music versus Secular Music, but the idea was Can That Honor the Lord and things like that. And so this is kind of a sidestep. Um, there's some similarities, but some big differences too. So what do we mean by culture in the church versus church in the culture? Um, how has the culture, or sorry, how has culture invaded the church and should it? Where is the line if there is a line? And how has the church shaped culture? So I've got some points here on the culture affecting the church. So we've got CCM right? Um, coming from hymnals previously, acapella, then we added a piano, then yeah. we added a guitar, and now CCM is basically just rock music. Yeah, like you had like Lauren Daigle who like breaks it mainstream with her stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so we've got that's some culture affecting the church. Then we've got like movie clips and sermons. Today. Um, yeah. yeah. Literally today. <laughs> yeah, today. Pulled up Barney uh, Five, sneak it in the bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so movie analogies, pop culture references, popular song references. Oh, yeah. Um, things like that. Sports, too. Yeah, sports. Talking about sports. So that's culture um, affecting church. I don't want to use the word invading because is it necessarily bad? Invading kind of has like a negative. Yeah, connotation. Yeah. Negative connotation. And so then I've got some examples of church affecting culture. So tons of hospitals started by churches. Yeah. Nonprofit organizations. Many, many, many of them started by churches. Thrift stores. Too. Most charities started by yeah. churches. Um, even like here, CARM, Knox yeah, Area Carm Rescue well. Ministry. Yeah. I mispronounced that. Knox Knoxville. Area Area Rescue, Rescue Ministry. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little thrift okay. store that has a homeless shelter downtown. Yeah, homeless shelter take, uh, takes care of homeless people and, and kind of tries to get them back on their feet. So, so you know, you've got these this uh, sort of intertwining connection of culture in the church how should it interact? How does it interact? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's um, talk about that. Wow. Man. Oh, oh, one more note to mention. Sorry. Totally ripped this topic idea off of a different, it's not a podcast. It's a series of, um, it's called Elephant Room Series. I think it was done in like 2011, I want to say. Yeah, they're older. Yeah. Um, it's got, it had a ton of like very popular pastors of that time 
Stephen Furtick, Mark Driscoll. Yeah, Furtick, Driscoll, James McDonald, Matt Chandler, Matt Chandler, um, David Platt, David Platt, um, and then there's one more guy, can't remember his name, um, but some some big names, and they sat down and basically would one on one debate a topic. So the two who debated this topic was actually Mark Driscoll and Perry Perry Noble. That that was another guy we forgot, Perry Noble, and so, um. Yeah, uh, they sat down and debated this topic. Um, Driscoll, I, I don't really know, honestly, wh- who was on which side necessarily. They each give and take on certain points. Yeah. But Perry was radically, yeah. radically left Yep. in terms of I think there should always be a mix. Like, yeah. There should always be a healthy middle ground. You can go too far right. You can go too far left. It's just where in the middle is the best. Yeah. Depends. I mean, one thing that, like, I was thinking, like, like the church should always impact like the culture because I think the great commission is definitely like there's more to it. Obviously go make disciples, but also like, like share my name throughout the nations, you know, I feel like you can do that through so many different avenues. Mm-hmm. Music. Like you have people like Lauren Daigle yep. who's breaking the mainstream with her music and she's not like, Oh no, don't put it on that. I'm not associating with you guys. Like she's like, yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm going to put my music out and yeah. put it on these pop platforms, you know, like, yeah, do it to the glory of God and these people that wouldn't necessarily seek my music that are just of the world and the culture find my music and can maybe find the Lord through it, which is super cool, I think. Yeah. What's the song? Is it called You Say? You Say yeah, I'm Strong? Yeah, You Say went crazy. Yeah, that song went crazy and people thought, I, it, at least I know people personally who was like, oh, this is a love song. And I'm like... Really? I'm like, no. She also sounds exactly like Adele. Yeah, she, too. she is yeah. Kristen Adele. But it's cool. But yeah... Also, um, and I don't know a ton about this. I just know a, a tiny bit. But, like, I know in the actor or, like, the Hollywood world, like, Chris Pratt. Yeah, he's Professed hated. Christian, yes. right? Yeah, you have a lot. In, like, sports world, like, especially, like, recently, I feel like it's been blowing up with yeah. people oh, like yeah, CJ Stroud like, and Brock Purdy. Yeah, Brock Purdy. And, and yeah. Kirk Cousins, who are, like, being extremely yeah, vocal. Yeah, very vocal. So, like, on the Netflix show Quarterback, I don't know if any of y'all have seen it. Seen so, it. Kirk Cousins was on it. And I was kind of surprised. Like, they included a lot of his, like, faith into that and how, like, he sings worship songs and prays with his kids every night. Super awesome. cool. And so, like, on a very secular platform that has done some not okay things. Yeah. Putting forth this gospel message through a show that isn't necessarily gospel-centered is super cool. Dude, that's awesome. And so, I think... Like, I don't know, like, older church culture, like, legalistic stuff is super quick to be, like, we're not going to associate with that, which is just so unbiblical because Jesus associated with, like, yeah. what we would say the worst of the worst yeah, is now. Yeah, you we're, know? we can get into that, too. And so I think it's just super cool to see how nowadays, like, people who are in not uh, faith-based organizations such as the NFL are, like, being incredibly vocal. And there was that stuff. Was it Brock Purdy or CJ Stroud that got censored or something on some television? Oh, I don't know. And so, like, they censored him talking about it. And, like, huh. and there was insane backlash. Like, not even from Christians. Like, being like, just, this is just the- from anybody. Yeah. You can't, it's yeah, like a religious thing. Yeah. And so, it's just super cool to see these athletes, like, impacting young people. Because, like, I mean, I played football when I was younger and, like, I looked up to these athletes. And so, it's just super cool. Like, they can reach, like, all these kids with the gospel by yeah. doing this. It's just super cool. Yeah. Well, and and you talked about like how, you know, Jesus went to the sinners, like, you know, he invited sinners into his 
um, well, I guess he didn't necessarily have a house, but like if he was staying somewhere, he would invite people over to eat or he would feed them. And so it's something where you have to interact with non-believers, obviously. And so there's a balance because like if you go so far that you just holy huddle and never talk to anybody, I mean, you're sinning just as much as the guy who only hangs out with sinners. And then he gets, you know, rubbed off on. He has no grounding. There's no community that he comes back to. He's of the world. He's just of the world and stuff. And so um, I want to dig into this Perry Noble case study. So in that Elephant Room podcast, I'm, I'm going to call it a podcast for now. I know it's not Series. necessarily. It's a podcast for a podcast for a thing. It would be, if, if it came out nowadays, it would be a podcast. Yeah, it would be called a podcast. Anyway, I'm going to call it a podcast. But Perry Noble um, gives an example of a case study where they he went to an extreme. This is an absolute extreme. It is I'm I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now. Carson hasn't this I don't is know much okay. about Perry I Noble. I listen to it. Listen to this. This is crazy. Yeah, so Perry Noble at his Easter service. Reaction. Yeah. Easter service at his church called New Spring Church in North uh sorry, South Carolina. Opening song, they played Highway to Hell by A C D C. Their worship band played the song. They had 32,000 people watching across 11 campuses. Wow. And then a man claimed he was saved because of that song because when they played it and then gave the service afterwards, he realized he was, quote, on the highway to hell. So Perry says this was a jumping off point, and we played this song and then immediately, like, talked about it in the sermon, and it was okay because we – we redeemed it and we did all these things to, you know, fix this, right? We, we quote, redeemed it, the song. Know. Sin more so grace may abound, question mark, okay? Yeah, he's he, so so he basically said, does the uh, means justify the ends, essentially? No. Of course not. They and don't I, I don't think they do, but it's, it's an just, interesting case study of they went, so they went deep into this point of would that man have gotten saved if it wasn't for that service? And then... Driscoll at the time, I don't know if he still is, super reformed. He was like predestined. Yes, he would have. Whatever. But what I want to get into is, okay, that's an extreme. But then we talked about today here at Grace, we played a Andy Griffith show clip. Yeah. Just like super shortly, like 15, 20 seconds or whatever it was. Just for an an illustration. Yeah, for for an illustration. So, So I would argue that's not wrong, right? Relating to your congregation. No. I feel like there's a point because like you're like how is highway to hell by acdc god honoring at all so that's yeah, exactly, exactly what they exactly. Went, that's exactly what they went into they said you know how is that god honoring and so perry claimed it was because there was salvation from it but uh, it's just also like he also could have lied oh the guy the guy who got saved yeah. Well, sure. But no I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a great not. argument of just saying he could have lied. Oh, I mean, no, I'm not necessarily making this argument. It's just, it's, it's, Question. it's so weird. It's like saying, I'm gonna sin, but if I make it okay in the end, it's like that's just, it's just a wild concept. I can't get my head around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's why I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to fight for Perry for the sake of argument. I do not agree Devil's with what advocate he, over here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need no advocate. Okay, I'll tell you that right now. But. <laughs> Um, Driscoll had this quote, and let me tell you, Driscoll is a lunatic. Um, <laughs> listen to the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. Yeah, another <laughs> podcast that's a crazy listen. But 
he had this quote that was good, right? So good things can come from idiots. <laughs> he said, there's three options you can do when you're interacting with culture. You can reject it and say, this is, there's no way this can be God-honoring. We're not going to touch this. We're going to say this is bad. You can receive it and just say, yeah, that's good. That's okay as it is. And then the third option, he says, you can redeem it. So contextually, you can use these items for the gospel. So like this Andy Griffith show, I would say the whole nip it at the bud, that was the idea of what we were talking about today on Sunday was, um, you know, nip and sin at the bud. And it was a clip of, I don't remember the guy's name. Barney Five. Yeah, I'm not a boomer. so I love <laughs> the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never seen a single <laughs> lick of that in my entire life. Yeah. So nip it at the bud, Barney Five. You know, talk about nip and sin at the bud. There was the relation. So I feel like that's more of like a receive it, like put that clip up. Yeah, and like you know, that, it helps you understand. It's a relation. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. like that clip itself, like nothing about that was dishonoring to yeah. the Lord. I don't think yeah. playing Highway to Hell can be related. Oh, in the sermon. dude. Well, yeah. No, I mean Perry Noble's an idiot, and since has done horrible things. Is he still like preaching today? I don't know nothing about him. So I think he had a. Correct me if I'm wrong. Well, I don't know if you guys know. I think he had an alcohol problem and was asked to step down from his church did and now he's at a church called like new hope church or something or second chances church kind of like a mark driscoll similar thing kind of very similar just i think different issues but yeah he is preaching today sad well i almost said sadly kind of sadly it's just it's just tough because he's not preaching i mean when you're playing highway to hell in your services what are we doing yeah you're not honoring the lord I could just imagine, like, showing up to church on Easter service. Like, you're ready for some congregational worship. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Like, you sit there and watch? Like, you're People that are ra- raising like, their hands, singing yeah, Highway like, to Hell. What? Well, what dude, are we doing? That's what Jessica asked. He was like, what does the congregation do? Like, do they, the do they listen? Band doing, doing too. That's yeah, they yeah they're like, singing. They're singing it, man. And Driscoll was like, did you guys have, like, lyric slides? Like, yeah, you know what? What are we doing? So that's crazy. I mean, I'm just like imagining like I'm back at Lee, <laughs> and there's a, a Lee service, and I'm seeing these Pentecostal people just run around and jump and do all their fun stuff as they're listening to Highway to Hell. Yeah, it's just it's wild. Just, that's crazy. So, so then, um, in, at at that point in their episode, they went to the other guys who, um, aren't debating on the topic, but they're just sitting they're like, there listening. Yeah. And David Platt had this point. He said, "The best way to reach lost people is to exalt the glory of God." Was that the Was that the guy on the bottom left with like the Yeah, Buzz yeah. guy. Yeah, he, I like him. I like David so, Platt. So, so yeah, I don't really know. I'm not too deep in the whole like mega pastor like sure David celebrity Platt's pastor type solid. thing. Yeah. I I liked him though. He was cool. Yeah, definitely comparatively extremely solid. What, what he's he had said some controversy, really but sure, not sure. not anything crazy. But anyway, I want to talk about what he said. He said, the best way to reach lost people is exalt the glory of God. And so Perry says, basically, you know, this song was calling out sin. It was redeemed. And then Platt says, you know, what if people came to church and the focus was on God? And I think that's a fantastic point of, you know, because we're talking about culture invading the church. We're talking about church invading culture or or i guess not invading because that has a negative yeah. connotation but we're just talking about the interaction between the two and 
you know, you've got Platt who says church is the gods. It's God's house. And then Noble says, well, this is God honoring. And so where's the line? That's that's my question in all this is like, yeah, we think Andy awesome. Griffith is okay. What about um, Don't Stop Believing? Is that okay? Because like our pastor, like he uses a lot of songs. Yeah. And I mean, it's catchy and it helps me yeah. remember. Right? Like, I don't know. Don't stop believing. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I mean, I think... And, that, and, well, to songs, that goes back to kind of what we talked about last week. Like, you know, can this song be God-honoring? And even though it's not a necessarily Christian song, can we use these products or, you know, should we separate the art from the artist? That kind of thing. Well, and, and I want to dig into that because I put this point down. Should we separate art from the artist? Duh. We already hit that. Yeah, yes, right. we should. Now, let me ask you this. Can you separate a piece of art from the whole? So, hmm. you know, uh, reference, let's say they reference Avengers or something. I don't know. Just something everybody knows, a Marvel movie. Yeah. But, like, you separate a clip out of that movie, but maybe the movie has evil things in it. Is that okay? Uh, well, okay. I think, I think that that's a tough question. Avengers is kind of like it's not like horrible. You just like an example. Let's okay. Yeah, let's say, yeah, just an example. Let's say like there's a naughty scene. If in it Avengers. was like, sure, well, right, sure. There, there is. I think some. I'm sure there is at some cool point. Things. I don't know. But like, I'm thinking more of like if it was like. As if the whole was just like a bad, like just objectively like evil movie, but there was like this one good part out of it, and they took that. Like, yeah. If it was like, what if they did that? Is Fifty that okay? Shades of Gray or something. Yeah. And it oh, was like a, yeah. one part. One part that could maybe like relate to this gospel point, ish. Yeah. To like you know get more culture in the you know I don't know. Sure. Not I don't think it's. I think one thing we can talk about is a very popular sermon series at a lot of churches, like the at the movies thing, like where they'll play the movies movie type things. Like if you have to bleep them, so like they'll play like a movie pretty much. And like, they'll stop it throughout and like preach quote unquote, like throughout the movie. They'll, so yeah, they'll, they'll do, they will like play certain parts of the movie. They won't play the whole movie, but they'll play yeah. like key parts of the movie, take the key plot points and be like, this is how it relates to the gospel and stuff. But yeah, yeah. So is that too far? I mean, you know, where's the line, right? Because at the movies, you play. Well, I know I used to go to a different church that I still love. We watched like, um, shoot, what's that movie? Defeating the Titans or or Remember the Titans? Remember the Titans? Movie, the football movie. And it has like it's like a Christian like coming of faith movie. We like sat down and watched it for a Wednesday night service, and I was like a kid, and I loved it because I was a kid. But now I'm like. Should we have done that? I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, was especially like, was because... Was it the whole congregation, or was it a youth thing? I think it was the whole congregation. Oh. I mean, it wasn't a big church either. We were probably 200 what church people. It's just name no. drop right now. Oh, no. It's not bad. I don't think it's bad. I'm just curious what church it was. Well, I mean, it's called Sharon Baptist Church. Yeah, no idea. Yeah, small small church. I love those people, but just where I came to school here and worked here, it moved. But um, all that to say... I, you know, I think that's an interesting point of can you separate pieces of art from the whole? Because we said you could separate art from the artist. Even like, okay, Drake's song, God's Plan. 
Because <laughs> I'm trying to think of something stupid. Yeah, right. right. Just something. Something out of, where, out of, like, out of if if Pastor brought this up, I would be like, "What are we doing? Like, yeah. what are we doing? You yeah. know? Like, um, oh, we should trust in God's plan." And I'm like, "Uh, what? Yeah, you know, like, yes, we should. Do we have to reference that song? And also, I think, I think because of, the, I think what I'm noticing that from this conversation, I think it depends." like a case-by-case basis like we're mentioning specific things i think it has to be taken into account like okay like you have to know like the specific situation and like i think then can you be like can you question it and like there's also just i just feel like there's a point where it's just like kind of common sense slash wisdom yeah maybe like a sense of there's tact. There's just like I feel like for me like some of the like if if I'm like questioning it like really hard, yeah. I don't know, but like if there's just like a gut reaction of like, "Oh, I don't know about that one. We shouldn't do that." Then maybe yeah. just like don't. Just don't. Maybe just like rely on the scripture, you know, like okay. the sufficiency of. I agree. But to I know that's the whole. Well, well, point, to but. to each person, it's a different level, right? Perry Noble says, I feel, I mean, yeah, let's do it. Let's play Highway to Hell. And I'm like, he feels no wrong. And I'm like, well, do you have the yeah, Holy Spirit okay, in you? Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Like, right? Um, it depends on the, the like, person. There has like, to be an object objectivity to it. It can't all be subjective because if it's all subjective, then we're all going to have different. Yeah, everyone's going to have, have a different opinions. level of what's right that, and wrong. Yeah. And so there's got to be something where it's like, and I know there is a sense of using wisdom, discernment, you know, does I, this see, a lot I of see scripture. what you're saying, though, for sure. Well, and I want to hit on 1 Corinthians 9. Um, let's go to scripture, dude. Yeah, let's hit up the word. That's a good Come idea. Um, so fails. this is Paul talking, 1 Corinthians 9. And I'm just going to read it. So this is 9, 20 through 23. To the Jew, I became a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not myself being under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I've become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I may share with them in its blessing. Mm. So, you know, and a lot of people talk talk about like um with the Jewish stuff like eating kosher yeah, or yeah. following Jewish tradition to reach Jews. Or, you know, that's a very specific example, but I mean he talks about he says I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. I, yeah. I don't I'm not well versed in the like context of this passage but i feel like this is something that could be heavily taken out of context well okay so th- i, I have know. i have I more context to it that i was gonna hit but okay. i wanted to see if you guys had anything else to say between well i think uh so i really talk about a ahead. passage you need the context okay so let me give you some so right before this um leading up to another verse that i'm about to read so in chapter nine paul is describing how those who are on mission for the gospel should be provided for by those who believe in the gospel. Yeah. So he's talking about how um, basically you tithe to pay your church staff. You tithe so that your pastors can be pastors. Then 
right after that, he says he does not want the provision. And then he follows that up and says this. So, so he says, pay for, pay for those on gospel, pay for missionaries, pay for pastors so sure. that they can be on mission. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that money. And then he says, for if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. So he's talking about if I preach the gospel and I don't make uh, any money or whatever, no grounds for boasting. Yeah. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with the stewardship. What then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my right in the gospel. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. So that that is nine sixteen through 19. Then immediately following that, he says to the Jew, I became a Jew to win the Jews. Yeah. So so it's weird because he says, I became a servant to all. I became, um, you know, don't pay me. Don't give me money. I want to share the gospel, and I want it to be free of charge, and I just want to win people. So so he starts out from an aspect of service. Then he says, I become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I mean – do you think that kind of just goes back to like how Jesus like would go and seek out the people that like weren't necessarily considered good people, you know, like he seeked out the leopards and the drunkards and the prostitutes, you know? And so he didn't necessarily do what they were did and affirmed it, but he like related with them and like, like didn't talk to them. I don't know. Kind of like, I don't know what the phrase would be. Like he, like he sought them out and didn't like look at it as oh i am i don't even know how to phrase it uh words like if if we go and minister to like homeless people yeah doesn't mean we have to become homeless yeah it's like you're yeah. seeking out you're seeking out those people and you're not like forgetting them that's kind of what i was saying like like we like we shouldn't go at like say we're going to a soup kitchen downtown or something. We shouldn't go to it as, oh yeah, we're the high and mighty Christians. We like, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. You look eye to eye with people. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree. I just think, uh, I look at this and then uh, Perry Noble's argument that he had too. a a big part of it was Jesus taught in parables. He didn't walk up and say in Deuteronomy nine, it says this, he, which he would, he did fulfill prophecy. Yeah. And Perry Noble's also an idiot. I'm not saying. Yeah. Right. 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 I know. You're just trying to spark the conversation. Sure, but but to to that to that I say, Jesus taught in parables. So, can we use culture, right? Barney Fife, uh, don't stop believing, hold on to that feeling, whatever. Um, even though it's not a feeling, but yeah, 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 sure. Like, can we use these pop culture references as analogies, as illustrations, as whatever, to further the gospel? I think. Um, and this is kind of touching on what we talked about earlier about like, you know, finding an objective line, whatnot. Um, I guess, and like this, I haven't given it like crazy thought. I could be wrong, but, um, just a good idea right now to me. But like, um, I think that if the media that you're showing or, you know, music you're playing, whatever, if it itself like just is dishonoring to God 
like you know out of any like in any context yeah like if it goes against anything in scripture like i just don't think but that goes back to the whole like redeemed thing i don't know i just think better safe than sorry sometimes too yeah i guess the question could be like is somebody going to see this content that i'm using as an illustration and like they don't they forget the fact that it's relating to like the lord and only see the fact that yeah there's some terrible stuff in this you know like they see that mm. and think of the stuff that's okay. bad in it here, rather than they see ahead. like the illustration like what the purpose of it is i guess yeah yes here's the thing that i thought about while listening to the uh series um it, it sounded to me like this whole like highway to hell thing blew up because of the highway to hell thing and not about the sermon that he preached afterwards. Oh yeah. Like yeah. people are going to focus people on the clip like and they were like this yeah, is Yeah, yeah, people are going to focus on the the bad and they're not they're I mean let's be real, they're probably not going to go and watch the rest of the sermon, you know. Yeah, I've got two things to say. One, in a church sermon, it should not be can we get the good to outweigh the bad. It should be there should be no bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. It should yeah. be can we outweigh the bad with good. Right, that is a horrible way of thinking, and I think that's kind of how Perry Noble thought in yeah. some ways. And then also, I want to replace some words in this passage, and just you know, to the Baptist I became as a Baptist, to the Pentecostal <laughs> I became as a Pentecostal, right? Yeah. yeah. To the Reformed I became Reformed, to the insert denomination, to the Catholic, to the whatever. So if you're playing a crazy radical like clip from a movie that is just like what are we doing you know i mean sure people are going to get upset right like i'm not saying you should be a softy and be ashamed to put up yeah be a people pleaser and like oh we shouldn't you know do this but there is a line of like you know again you're not trying to outweigh okay if i push away 40 percent of people but 60 percent like yeah, this, yeah yeah if you have to bring that into question yeah like, what are like we doing? i think it should be like if one percent of people are going to get mad at anything i put on screen let me just do something that the 99 percent is going to agree with 99 percent of bible believers too not sure, just church sure. members because there are members who yep. don't believe yeah but that's my thing is there's a, there's a sense of wisdom there's a sense of tact and it is case by case, but I think when you're going case by case, you got to look at different people groups. You got to look at your your personal congregation. I don't know. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, let's be real. A lot of the congregation of Grace is very old. Yeah. Yes. So they probably related to the... Barney Fife, yeah. Barney Fife, like, which oh, I did not. Nostalgia trip. I did not at all because I've not seen yeah. any of it. But I, mean, I, I still got clips, the message yeah. and it was still good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I kind of have an extreme example. So, like, I sent you all that video that my cousin oh, sent me. So, terrible. It's so like the Gen tough. Z Bible thing. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That so was bad. bad. And so, like, obviously, so the extent oh. of that was is awful. Like, there was, like, <laughs> innuendos. It, it was really, really it bad. It was a translation. It, yes. It was just a Bible thing. He was it doing was a, a Bible joke quote, with quote unquote translation. Yes. Gen Z slang, and reading so a passage like, of scripture, and it know, was not good. It was is bad. it okay to moder- modernize, quote unquote, like to appeal to younger generation, like is that like is that kind of like the line of obviously don't do this Gen Z Bible, but like not modernize scripture, but modernize the way it's presented. Sure. Like still, your in my opinion expository should be like 
your main oh, focus. Yes. But still an expository Bible preaching church, but all, it's sent with the modern twist, you know, so like your music is a little louder. You're pushing maybe a hundred dB. Yeah, you're not you're not you sitting know. at barely audible. You're not sitting at talking level. It's and more so like a concert. Yeah. You're pushing music, but like it's all for the glory of God and the people there are like worshiping genuinely, but it's more appealing. So that's probably an issue with grace because the grace is more traditional, but it's got a good mix, I think. Yeah, we got a mix. And so, like, I could see some people at the church I went to in Cleveland come here and be like, "No, I don't like this." Yeah, you know. Obviously, well, there's a hard. Got to take that up with the Lord. Yeah, too. you know. Yeah. And so, like, no, I'm not saying it should be like a pick and choose thing. Sure, but 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 if it's also let's it talk about this. If you know? you're causing like student ministries are different. Yeah. Like like here at Grace, our student ministry is a very different culture. As far as how it's like, we play more elevation and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, student yeah. ministry, but here, song choice, it's older CCM nine sermon stuff. style, pretty different. So I feel like you definitely need to appeal to the demographic, but there's a line. Yeah, and there, there, you know, I think when you are, I, I liked what you said with expositional. When you are, instead of taking out of the Bible, when you're thinking, what could I add to this to make it better? Yeah, I think looking at up topic i mean like okay how can i find this because then you kind of fall into this like thing i always say like we should look at the world through a biblical point of view and not like at the bible through a worldly view and so yeah. like when you look at like a topic your bias is going to be in that you know but when yeah. you're when you're expositing a book and reading scripture how it's supposed to be in its context right you truly can find the meaning but when you're just like oh let's talk about predestination this random topic and let's pull scriptures from everywhere that are out of context you can kind of make fit your agenda yeah well That's even even right issues. now i mean me pulling from what first corinthians 9 i mean i'm sure there's more context there that i didn't hit exactly i mean i tried to research some a, a good bit of context if i could but even with that you know there's context that i'm probably missing and and so so let me ask you this okay driscoll had this quote again another good quote from driscoll but another he's a whole mess <laughs> wow, but dude. Let me ask you this. Do we do only what the Bible commands? Oh, yeah. Or can we do everything we want except what the Bible forbids? I mean, there's such there's such an easy Christian answer of do what the Holy Spirit says, like in how he's leading you, but how you know. That's what I'm saying is like the Bible. It's so easy yeah. to think that, oh yeah, the Holy Spirit's leading me to do this and it's your flesh. Like yeah, your heart's you just, just so deceitful. It. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm so cautious in terms of saying the Holy Spirit, saying the Holy Spirit led me saying, I don't know. I mean, I know there are supernatural things where the spirit moves. I don't think I've personally experienced anything like that. I think it's just been I've studied scripture and I know what I should do, what I ought to do. Right. I mean, yeah, I definitely kind of experienced a little bit of that when switching back to coming here and leaving Lee. Because, like, I had, like, I was like, Lord, like, I'm going to trust you in this and do this, but, like, please, like, work this out and, like, open doors. And I feel like I had peace in the Holy Spirit. Like, he gave me peace to just, like, rest and, like, trust the Lord. And, like, he was going to, like, let the doors open that needed to be open. And they did. And I'm here. And I am super thankful that I'm back. And it's just, yeah. Praise God. Dude, also, I think there's, like, a mindset of, like, kind of, like, restricting, like, a mindset of, like, the Bible being like a rules list, like restricting yeah, yeah, type thing, right. as opposed to like, it's liberating. Okay, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're living by the scripture, like, it's a life of freedom, not 
bondage. Yeah. So it's like it's like the question of like, you know, like are you using the Bible just to like you know, do what you want to do but not do what the Bible says not to do kind of thing or do you want to like actually live it out? I don't know. I'm just yapping. Yeah, but. well well so here's where I come with this, right? Is do we only do what the Bible commands or do we do whatever we want except for what the Bible forbids? So I think it is that we do whatever we want except for what the Bible forbids. But I think your heart should be in a place that you want to do what the Bible commands. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe kind of both. Yeah. At the same time. I think it's both, but I think we are given the liberty to do whatever we want except what the Bible forbids. Right? Like if let's say I just want to go backpacking yeah. out, out of the whim, like well, you're not on mission. You're not fulfilling Matthew 28. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should not I go definitely... do it. You know, like there's too far either way. And again, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not one of these things. You land in the middle ground. But I just land in this place of, I think God gave us, well, I know he did. He gave us free will and he gave us the liberty of, you know, we do, we we have the choice to do what we want. And the, the sure. scary part is we have the choice to sin. Sure. So what ought we to do? Well, we should do, obviously, what the Bible commands. Yes. Yeah. But, like, it's like, you know, you can get into different topics with this. One that comes to mind that I don't want to hit on too much is dating. Like, the Bible doesn't talk about dating, but we do it. So Because it's a cultural thing. Yeah. Too. So, culture. yeah, culture. Yeah, yeah. culture. Yeah. And so do we do what the Bible commands, only what the Bible commands, or do we do whatever we want except for what it forbids? The Bible doesn't forbid dating necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. It forbids certain items within dating, right? Yeah, like, right. You know, there are boundaries and, and things like that. So so I think there is a both and. It's, yeah, it's the question of like, is this a sin because it's not specifically mentioned in the Bible? Sure. But yeah. there's obviously like biblical concepts, I think. I think for like everything. Yeah. Honestly. Well, and that's the thing is the Bible is applicable to your life, and particularly when you begin studying it. Sufficient. Mm, scripture. Sufficient scripture right is sufficient, baby. Sufficiency of Scripture. Come on. Um, and you know when you start studying it more, and just as being a product of Grace Christian Academy, going to private school my whole life, I'm not going to say I know it all by any means. Sure. But I, I've grown up in this culture of living a life that's based on Scripture. Yeah. And so I I feel like whenever I get into situations, sometimes my discernment can just be like, mm, no, yeah. shouldn't. Or mm, probably okay. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, it's really weird to say that because then we talked about before, right? Perry Noble says, mm, okay, we'll play Howard to Hell. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. so I, I want to be cautious in saying that. But I think if you're reading scripture and, and living scripture – then, you know, your discernment should be to align yourself with Scripture. Yeah, I mean, one thing to bring up is, like, so we have the, we should, like, kind of try to appeal to the audience, I don't know, for lack of better words, but also, like, Romans 12, too, you know, like, don't be conformed to the patterns of this world, mm. but be transformed or mm. renew your mind. And so, like, where's the line of we are going to, like, be in um, the world, but not of the world. Yeah. It's like, mm. like, how do we, what does that look like? How do we navigate that? You know, because it's, the, there's scripture, I feel like has these, they don't contradict each other, but they make you think, you know, 
Yeah. So like, it's just super cool. And I feel like part of the reason scripture has these things where it does this is because it wants you to trust the Lord and like trust in his plan Mm -hmm. and know that like this, like, let me guide you. Like, Mm -hmm. I'll show you what those lines are like for your people almost. So let me guide you. Let me lead you. That's why it's super important to be in the church that is Bible believing and doesn't let the culture impact them. Like I know Pastor Bobby was talking about. So there was some stuff with other um, denominations that they were going, they were leaving the scripture and going more like based on like what was politically correct. And so he was like, so he went to the the SBC convention last year and was like, if they vote to pass anything that even remotely leaves scripture, we're done with the SBC. Yeah, we're out. You know, and so like I feel like that was super encouraging with our pastor knowing that he like is so dedicated to the Bible and preaching the Bible that he's like nothing in like there's nothing that's gonna make me change what I believe, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that's super important. It's so like it's yes, preach and like be apl- applicable to those who necessarily aren't like Christianese and have grown up in Christian school, I guess, but also yeah. like don't change because of, like the world, you know, like you had to find that line. Yeah. Also, like short thing. Um, I don't know. I don't remember who shortly mentioned this in the series, but I remember him, someone saying it, and it was like people are already saturated with the culture enough. Mm. You know, like you come into church and it's like supposed to be church. Yep. You know? Like try to keep I just feel like try to keep it cultural stuff to a minimum is kind of a safe thing. Yeah. To a, a certain degree and keeping, you know, scripture and honoring the Lord to a maximum and everything you do yeah. would be a good thing to think about. Well, and this is kind of a reformed argument, but we talked about the su- the sufficiency of scripture. Sure. If scripture is fully sufficient, to handle every single problem in your life, and it's fully sufficient to save and to change lives. Why use anything else? What's, like, anything else? Like, counseling kind of? No, 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 no. Like, 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 why put up a movie clip when the Bible oh, plainly oh, states oh, okay. what it means? You know what I mean? And I get it can be, oh, that that clicked. That makes sense. Or, you know... Even like telling stories, I know often pastors tell I, stories about their kids. Right, or, or right. Something. That's and that's like, that would be the other extreme of the whole argument. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like a very reformed scripture. And you know, these people will like, um, just talking with one of our reform buddies. He, um, these these reformed pastors, they literally will type out their sermons and speak their sermon word for word from the pulpit. Really, I didn't know that because they don't want to say anything that they didn't mean to say. I think hmm. it's what Josh does. He tops out his whole sermon. Yeah. Like well, word and, for word? Word well, for word. And, and, and it's a it's an art to be able to say it without that, sounding like you're reading it word yeah, for word. I was about to say. You know? But they've obviously have practiced it for sure, years. Sure, sure. I just think, you know, there's that side of, like, Scripture's fully sufficient. I don't need any culture references. Yeah. There's the side of, we need to appeal to the culture of our people because if we don't, they won't be saved. Wrong. This side... I, I don't mean, know. I, I, I don't think know. it's kind of no, right. If you're wrong, but I think you can approach it in a different way and not be wrong as well. I think yeah, about, like like they're both right. Yeah, I think about Brian Thomas, and I love the way that he preaches because he'll integrate like stories in his life so well to what he's preaching. He'll yeah. be like yeah. his stories. My my son and I were you know going to the park, and he said this thing, and that reminded me of this kind of point. You know that 
thing that happened wasn't like the worst and no one's going to get mad at him for saying that no one's it's it's god honoring you know he's not going to get up there and you know sing highway to hell yeah so like you know i think i think that it can definitely be done correctly Mm -hmm. and i've seen that through him for sure and i think and i think think the uh what's that show called but what was the clip Andy Andy, Griffith. uh, Andy griffith sure very I wholesome think, show. Yeah, I think that was done good. I I don't think yeah, there I was think, anything bad with that. I think Pastor Bobby definitely like perfectly executed how it should be done today. Yeah, and also, also going back to the Highway to Hell thing, like to my understanding, that was like the start of the service, right? No, yeah, that was the opener. Oh my gosh, like, how do you mess up? So it was like and so like imagine like, imagine countdown on the screen three God, two dude, one. Or whatever. I don't even I know how leave. the intro goes. I would just, but just leave, dude. Was was this like a one time thing, or they is like a okay? So they do it, they every, do it every Easter. Easter he said but they he, do a different song. He claimed that that next Easter, which this was from 2011. I don't. I don't you could probably look it up and see if they did it. I don't know. They were playing some other. I'm doing running with the devil. Yeah, this running Easter. with the devil. Yeah, and I'm like, what are we doing? What are you, sorry? What are you doing? Not we. Don't let me in with you. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, and I'm like, man. But um, and on and, Easter, man, like yeah, dude. Also, yeah, but um, because that's when you're gonna have to, uh, because you're gonna have the most people that you have the seeing ears, people yep. that only come on Christian. Well, yeah, and yeah. and I think part of it that's is probably it's why. a it's a grab, and also he was like hitting on, well, you know, Christ is dead at that point, and sin yeah. reigns, and then he comes back, and he's like, that's why, why we open you have with to play the role of like listen, Satan. I just I, I don't know. know. I don't at all. It's horrible. But um. Yeah, what I was saying is like, um, that was our our movie clip was kind of towards the end of the service, yeah. you know. Like, I feel like that's a good, also a good thing to put it, like have it just be a little slip, like slip in, a little thing at the end. Yeah, yeah. And there's a there's another additional, um, not like, you know, one of those elephant room, uh, things where they talked about like, like, like butts and seats versus like. Like a strong congregation. I think. Oh, you're talking about um, it was building in attendance versus, versus building up attendees. It was Ferdig and uh, who was God, who Matt was Chandler. Ever? Yes, and so like I feel like Perry Nobles on the side of I'm just gonna grab people in and get Fill them in seats. seats, you know? Yeah. And so like not that it's necessarily wrong to have a big church. Like we go to a very big church. Yeah. But it's all your mindset and your motive and your heart posture, like is a Christian phrase that we all like to say. And so. Yeah. Well, and so here's here's kind of a question I wanted to ask and ask it myself too. So we agree that, you know, uh, Brian executes analogies well. This past Sunday executed an analogy well, a movie clip well. So is there like a percentage of like, mm, after you've hit 10 minutes of analogy, Let's just stop. Or is there an acceptable range? Yeah. You know, because you know, if he's up there and he reads scripture for two minutes and then he talks about some rando story for the next 30, you're like, I'm not here to hear your story. Yeah, I'm here to yeah, listen to the word. Sure. Do you think in different contexts a different amount of that should be used? So, like, say on a Sunday morning you should only use this much and on there's an event that's not necessarily Sunday morning but you're going to, like, they'll tie it in more like it like is there like a line where maybe not on a sunday morning but also in this other kind of event you can have more of yeah, that do a little more you know? i mean i don't know listen i always and this is the 
I'm not going to say I'm a super reformed guy. I would say I decently am, but I wouldn't call myself reformed. But this is where it comes out of me is I lean on the side of, man, can we just stick with the Bible? Yeah. You, you can't know? go wrong. Yeah. You like, literally like cannot go wrong. You can execute a movie clip wrong. You can execute a story wrong. You can't execute scripture wrong unless you aren't doing scripture. You aren't preaching yeah. scripture. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless you're not preaching scripture, you sure. can't mess that up. You can sit up there. Uh, I forget who it was. Somebody told me about their pastor. It was like a pastor here told me about their old pastor when they were a kid or, or something. He got up, read like a chapter of Psalms. Or psalm, I guess it's singular. I don't remember. Anyway, psalm. Read it, closed the Bible, sat down, <laughs> and that's just like kind of trolling. Like yeah, he's kind of just like that's extreme. Letting him that's know for sure, extreme. But I mean, he, dude, and like it, I think uh, about people like uh, we had a um, youth uh, like church conference camp type thing last year, last summer with our student ministry. And uh, one of our good friends, Will Paul, brought the word. Love that man, Will Paul. And uh, like his his style of preaching was like he t- he, I guess very on the reformed side. Well, not oh, very, but uh, yes. Well, okay, very. very. I don't know, but on the reformed side, he you know read read the passage. I, I guess he prayed, and then broke he, it down. Just broke line, it down verse by, by verse, verse and like word by word. Think that would been been yeah, kind of word by word yeah. type thing. Yeah, word by well, word. And I thought it was great. I yeah. loved it. That's, so that's how I personally thing. study too. Like yeah. I'll break it down. So I think it's cool. My preference is a word by word, line by line breakdown. And I understand in certain narrative type storytelling passages that's a little bit harder. But at the same time, I guess I guess stylistically, sure, you want to hit the story. But, man, I mean, words matter. I've come to learn more and more and more and more as I've studied Scripture and as I've gotten older and interacted with people. Words matter. Yeah, they do. You can say a similar word. We even talked about church invading culture, culture invading church. Yeah, we just did that. Same exact thing as saying in terms of... Um, what do you mean by that? Yeah, Definition. like, like by definitionally, yeah. Definitionally, same thing as saying interacting or taking place in but the connotation is negative and so just you know there's an emphasis on language yeah 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 <laughs> yeah good talk guys yeah there was I didn't, do there we was a couple other dumb else? things that i want to get not dumb there's a couple other things i want to get into but i think i wanted to hit one more thing yeah go, go, ahead, go ahead so um celebrity pastor culture you know, I feel sure. like that's like an aspect of church, like being in the culture. But I feel like, like calling a pastor celebrity isn't healthy, in my opinion. No, well, because well, because the whole point is a like, celebrity. Because I, I like it shouldn't be about them. So you know, like I'm gonna name drop because everybody knows the story. Hillsong. Mm-hmm. It's like there was it was the New York one, the Justin Bieber thing. Whoa, I don't know about that. I don't know about this story. There's a picture of this their pastor walking with Justin Bieber, shirtless, with his shorts as low as they can go before you see something. And so he's like like he is there like he is like top of tier celebrity pastor, but he is living like the culture. Like Yeah. Wait, bar culture. I didn't I didn't hear what you said. Pastor walked out shirtless. He is with Justin Bieber, and there's a picture. No shirt. Pastor no shirt, Justin Bieber no shirt. Both no shirt, but pastor and shorts so low where it's like you, yeah, about Suspect. to drop, about yeah. to fall, and so Sheesh. 
and it's just like this like this this trying pastor to, is he was trying so, to like be funny and like be like i'm like just no he was that's literally how he is a cool guy like he is in that culture okay, why would you do that like, I, there's a Ever. documentary on uh hbo max whatever it's called now sure and so um it talks about it and it's just super it's super cool seeing all this and so like like why um like why is there a need for a pastor to be considered a celebrity you know mm-hmm. i don't think there is one and so yeah. I think I think that's just not even like a I think this whole term celebrity pastor is just kind of like a joke term kind of thing at least I well, I could be well, wrong. Well, I use it as a joke, but like like Stephen Furtick, why do I know who he is? Cuz he's, he's a celebrity. celebrity pastor. Yeah. yeah. Celebrity, you're popular. Just extremely big churches. It's more just the culture. Like these celebrity pastors yeah. have these huge social media followings and wear all these crazy expensive clothes. Well, and even the same way like you know, I would argue there's even quote celebrity pastors in the reform community that would they reform people would never want to admit it. But like, like John Piper. Yeah, John Piper. Yeah, John Piper. Like Piper. I'm gonna look go look up a John Piper sermon and listen to that as supplemental, sure. you know. And that's not wrong, but you you can find that because he's a celebrity. Same you're thing listening applies to it because it's John Piper you're listening to it for the word. That's the question. Mm, yeah. And then same thing applies to like music, like bands and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hillsong and Elevation. And like that's another thing, like if, you, if John Piper says something wrong, yeah, like it's can he? Because he's John Piper. Yeah, yeah, like, King John. Know? And it's like you see your global mindsets, yeah. and so like people would go to this Hillsong campus just to see this guy. Yeah, because he was a a gifted teacher. I think Asbury too couldn't preach like like as far as preaching the Bible, no. But he was a very gifted speaker. Yeah. So people came because he was edgy. They were known as the edgy church, you know, like they had like yeah. all this stuff. And like this stuff came out about him and like people still like liked him. And then some even worse stuff came out about some stuff that I'm not going to get into, but watch the documentary if you want to know. And so it's just wild, this culture of like pastors becoming so corrupted by the power and like mm-hmm. becoming a celebrity that they completely change. And then mm-hmm. they leave church and go directly into the culture, you know? Yep. Yeah, I, I think... We're finishing up. I want to end something on this point. Sinful people can be used by God. In the same way, godly people can make sinful decisions. Mm. Yep. Like sovereignty at the end of the day is going to reign. Yep. God is going to make his plan known. <laughs> that should just be the outro of every episode. Yeah, every just episode God's is sovereignty, just God's man. sovereignty. Well, it's true. It is, right? though. It is. Our it free is. wills, like, you know, obviously we should live a life of service to the try. Lord. Yeah. We should continue in the process of sanctification, continue yes. in spiritual disciplines, yes. read, pray, yeah. do what the Lord has called you to do. Amen. At the end of the day, the Lord's will will be yeah. done. Like today, pastors, we know the end, revelation. Pastor said like you build up 50 years of a good like a good life yeah, and a good, good reputation and it takes 50 seconds for it to be gone. Yeah, you build a great testimony, you do you you do one atrocious decision. Yeah. Not that you, you lose your, your salvation, life. but like your witness is almost yeah, gone. Yeah, your witness the is testimony. gone. Testimony. Yeah. And so, like, it's so easy to be, like, for, like, you get impacted by the culture for even slipping up for two seconds. So you always have to be on guard. Yeah. I think I think that's a great final landing point is when interacting with the culture, be on guard. Yeah. Lean towards scripture. You know one of them is absolutely right, and you know one of them might help a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, true. Like, you know, you have your, yes, this is for sure good, and you have your, this could be good. Yeah. yeah, if done right in the certain situation. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, 
Thank y'all for listening yeah. um, to episode two of the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Don't hopefully, listen to Highway to Hell. Hopefully some Do of y'all that listened church. to the first came back. And hopefully we have new listeners. Thanks for joining us. If this is your first yeah. time listening, go back and listen to the first. We referenced it a lot. Super cool. Follow us on IG. And follow us on IG at the intern office. Everybody go follow the intern intern office on IG. Next week, uh, we'll join y'all and uh, talk about how hopefully we were all wrong about our Super Bowl predictions and the 49ers actually win. But whenever Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey get engaged and I'm the best man, just know I told you so. Just know I told you so. All right. Well, anyways, thanks for listening. Yeah. And as always... Welcome to the intern office.